Welcome to Oral Phonic. Today's episode is about feedback in Podfic fandom. Today, our hosts are Patika, aka Lindsay, and Divicus, also known as Dodie. So, we're going to start off with some news, and Dodie's going to talk about one of her comms. Every year around April ish, and this year it's April the 1st, I do a couple of weeks of a Podfic feedback challenge. Um, the com is at Dreamwidth and it's We Love Podfic. So basically it's two weeks of like challenging yourself to leave feedback with little activities. Like um, the most popular one that we did last year was a postcard challenge. That was so fun. Did you do it last year? I didn't send any because I'm a horrible person, <laughs> but I received some and it was so fun. <laughs> it was fun. I sent and received. Anyway, people, podfickers, um, give me their address and then I make a list. People, listeners can come and say, oh, I really like this podficker. I'm going to listen to something of theirs and send them a postcard letting them know, you know, somebody in Canada loves their work. And it was, it was really popular last year. Uh, everyone that put their name down got at least one postcard. So it was fun. But there are other challenges as well during the two weeks. If people are interested in kind of a really supportive, fun community for two weeks um, to challenge their feedbacking skills, which I think most of us need a bit of support with, then check that out. There's some other challenges that have either just started or are starting soon. Podfic Bingo is back this year. And technically, I'm still a mod on that com, but, like, it's really not. I'm, like, super background. But, yeah, you can sign up, and they will give you a bingo card with various prompts for ways to challenge yourself when making podfic, like read angrily or ones like record drunk. That one can be really fun. One of the cool things about it is that they're super chill about how you choose to interpret um, a square. So, like, one year, Fire Juggler got the square read deadpan and she's like i hate deadpan i can't read it so she got a friend to write a fic called deadpan <laughs> and that's what she recorded for it that's so awesome. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable with the square that she got you can totally cheat your way around it and it's within the rules of the com <laughs> okay so the next one which should go live the day that we actually release this is the amplificathon challenge which I think most people that have been in Podfic for longer than a year are familiar with. It's the challenge on the Amplificathon com, which encourages people to record rare fandoms and rare pairings. Yeah, you get points and uh, it's all fun and games. Also related to Amplificathon, I run another com called Amplificathon. <laughs> another com called amp support where it's just like a place that if you want to get competitive or want some help with amplificathon you can go there so there's stuff like a cover art page where you can be like i made this pod fix someone help me with cover art <laughs> places where you can check in and get moral support so if you're interested in that check out amp support all right so this month we got a lot of talkback <laughs> How, how long did it did it go all together? It was like over an hour and twenty minutes. We're going to post we're going to post links to all of them so that you can listen to them in full. We're not going to be able to talk about all of them because otherwise the whole episode would be talkbacks. Alice Knox and Vorvain both had some technical advice 
that you should check out their talkbacks for that. And I think we're going to start with Tiny Pink Mouses. Yes, because she really nails kind of why I couldn't stick with Audacity. It doesn't work for my editing style. So here's what she has to say. This is Tiny Pink Mouse. I have to say that my first response to hearing that some people will just edit as they go along was surprise, mostly at the fact that you can do that. And it took me a while longer to remember that I actually did try to do it like that back when I started out podficking. Got soon got unmanageable when I started trying to record something, you know, over an hour. Audacity would just give me new tracks every time I stopped and it just got very cluttered and really hard to keep track of things. I, I don't know of anyone who edits as they go and actually uses Audacity. It's yeah. it's not really made for that. No. no. So. And that's yeah, that's why that's why I just don't get it because it doesn't mesh with me. Audacity is a really good program, but it just has some things missing from it that GarageBand has. Oh, and by the way, after our last episode, we were inundated with tweets from people defending <laughs> Audacity. <laughs> A lot of people confused as to why we would want to see our cuts. Yeah. There was a lot of confusion. Like, what's the point of seeing cuts? I'm an Audacity user and I miss the cuts, guys. They're useful. Okay, moving on. Here's one from Black Glass. You know, you guys were talking about how you know, there's sort of a self-consciousness that comes um, with talking about your editing process. I'm very much feeling that. Um, I feel like a little bit of a fraud sometimes because like I have tricked all these people into thinking I'm an articulate person who can make sounds with their mouth that are understandable and I feel like if people actually heard my raw recordings they would just like realize like you know that I'm a liar and that everything I do is just clearly the magic of editing. Um, I think that's something a lot of people think. I mean that's part of editing that's you are trying to make the best of what you what you can do so it's not that you're tricking people into thinking that you're better than you are. It's just showing that you have good editing skills and can create this polished piece. I feel like putting someone on the spot and making them talk, they're never going to sound as intelligent as <laughs> as if you when you can carefully craft what you're being said. But even like when I'm writing comments and stuff to people, or like if I'm in a meta conversation, I take a lot of time carefully thinking over each word. That if I'm just talking about it, I put my foot in my mouth a lot more. Yeah. Oh, of course. All right. Next up is our unofficial co-host Penny Pineitz, <laughs> who is talking with Mel Fabu, and here's a couple of clips from her. I don't think it's a secret that I'm I'm less interested most of the time in the technical aspects. I like to try new things sometimes, uh, but left to my own devices, I am a fairly lackadaisical editor because for me, the most important thing is the performance and the human aspect of the story. And I don't think that means that everyone has to feel like that. And I know that there are some people who take out every breath noise and spend a really long time finding perfect recording conditions. And that's really great because fandom is a broad church and there's space for both. But for me, Definitely what draws me to Podfic is being able to put something of myself into a performance in a way that you don't get with writing so much. I thought that that clip was really important because last episode, obviously, we talked a lot about editing. I, it wasn't meant to be like a value judgment. I don't think people took it that way either, but 
you know, how much you want to put into your editing is totally up to each pod ficker. Yeah, like it's, I mean, I've always known that about her, that she's she's all about the performance. And I mean, she, I love her stuff, so it's obviously working. <laughs> the next one is personally a clip that I find hilarious. It's a little bit of like podfic fandom history, so... It's you telling me the story, and um, and it, I am utterly, utterly charmed by it every single time that I hear it. But um, a similar thing happens in one of the very first podcasts that I ever listened to, which was um, a Stargate Atlantis podcast, and it was by Yin again. Rodney is a marine biologist, and John is a server dude. The text has Rodney ranting about how these different levels of algae in the sea are going to cause, you know, ecological disaster. And then when she comes to that bit, she says, and don't you know that the two levels of two bacteria that I don't know how to pronounce, seriously, I picked them up on the internet. And then like she just carries on talking. <laughs> it's brilliant because it's, it is, as you say, it's her personality and her kind of presence being part of the story. It's hilarious. And it's a complete kind of, kind of breaking character moment. But it's really, really great. And I actually think that that, when I first started making Podfic, really influenced how I did it because I was worried before I listened to that that the sound files would have to be perfect in terms of performance and perfect in terms of kind of technical specs. But having someone do that did, I think, make me feel a lot more relaxed about what I took out and what I left in. And, you know, I actually remember that Podfic that she was talking about. Yeah, so do I. I don't remember the part, but I remember the Podfic. Oh, I remember the part because I listened to that Podfic. So I listened to all of Yinigan's Podfics, like, on yeah. repeat. Yeah. Uh, I do remember smiling over her <laughs> comment. And I've never thought to do something like that in a Podfic. But <laughs> thinking of that story, I kind of feel a lot more comfortable with doing something like that. If you have a name to, Yeah. <laughs> And our last talkback is from Susan Voigt, and here's what she has to say. Hello, Orophonic. Susan Voigt here. First, y'all mentioned the problem of realizing at the end of a piece of dialogue that the tone was supposed to be different. My goal in recording is to spend as little time at the mic as possible, so I mark up a fic before I read it to avoid this problem. I underline any characterization that comes after the dialogue, like, Wow, so exciting, she said flatly so that it will catch my eye as I'm reading. So much more effort that I'm willing to put into Yeah, it. like, she did <laughs> say that, like, her goal is to spend the least amount of time in front of a microphone, and I'm kind of just like, kudos to you, but wow, that <laughs> seems like far more work than just yeah. repeating the line. <laughs> I always take the road of least resistance. The easiest, shortest way of doing something, I'm there. I think the thing is for me, too, even if I were to heavily mark up my text before I read, I think I would still have a, a, a hugely intensive editing process because yeah. I know me. I already listened to the story so much. I'm getting the story like six times going through that much effort of marking up the text beforehand. I'm a little I can be a little sick of the story by the end. Exactly. I would worry about being sick of it in the middle if I've spent that yeah. much effort on it. I would, it would make it a bit stale for me. I like doing it fresh. and. So those were our talkbacks. Thank you to everyone that sent us talkbacks. We love it. Even if they don't make the show, we love listening and we... We had a lot of happy cackling behind the scenes whenever we get Yes, one. yes. <laughs> so on to this month's topic, which is feedback. Oh, feedback. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of wanted to start off talking about giving feedback. And to help us with that, 
I had an interview with UA9. So I am here with UA9. Hi. She is not only the amazing artist who made Oral Phonics lovely platypus art, but she is also amazing at leaving feedback. And so we wanted to bring her on and ask her about her feedbacking process. Do you have a specific process or things that you keep in mind? I know you posted a piece of meta not too long ago. It was kind of a vocabulary list of words that you keep in mind, and it was broken down into some of the topics that you can talk about. So, yeah, what's your process, and what do you think of when you're going to leave feedback? Um, well, I used to have an actual like process and steps and everything, but now I'm mostly I'm more free. I'm at old job. I was doing a lot of number crunching. So I was listening to a lot of podfic in the public transport and at the job. So I couldn't leave feedback because I didn't have access. And I used to take notes on post-it about everything I was listening as I was listening to it. And then just post the post-it on my desktop and everything. And once I got home, I copied everything into comments. I knew like I would go through my stash of post-its from the day. So that was an actual process thing going on. And it allowed me to actually comment about sentences I liked. Because otherwise, if I sat down and tried to remember it, I wouldn't remember specific times or sentences or bits that stood out. Yeah, that's one of the issues makes me bad at commenting is I'm often doing something else entirely when I'm listening. So like, especially when I would listen at work, I would be like half an ear listening and half an ear working. So but that post-it note sounds like a, a good way to get around it of just quickly like, oh, that bit. Yeah, for sure. I know that now, nowadays, I listen in the bus and everything, and I, I take less comment because I remember it. So I just place all my downloaded podfic in my download folder. I keep it there until I've commented on it, and I try not to let it stack up. And when I leave comment, before I leave comment, I find it on, well, on AO3 or wherever it is, and I play it again while I'm looking at the entry and searching for it so that it, can, it reminds me, and I will keep playing it as I type my comment. So that bits will stand out again. If it's too long, I will skip some bits. Like maybe start like every five minutes more or less just to remember it and see, oh yeah, right. Oh, that spot, I loved it. Um, that allows me to ma- leave more specific comments. I like to say I'm part of the podfic community, but I don't do podfic. I just enjoy them a lot. Totally makes you a member of the community. It's not just producers, it's consumers as well. I don't do it as much these days, but I used to be really good at like bookmarking all of the podfics that I listened to, and I would mark a bunch of them as recs or as like, really awesome, come listen to it. But sometimes you'd be like, okay, this was really awesome. Like You just need that little bit of like an oral hint to be like, oh yes, this one, and these were the awesome parts. So that's a really good suggestion. Yeah, and I saw that starting, if it's a long one, start like, do the five first minute, a bit of the middle, and then the end, especially if there are reader's notes. Oftentimes in the reader's note, people will, will say in particular what they did, what was hard with this perfect, what they liked about it, and sometimes even ask questions. So you can answer them in there. Oh yeah, you said it was hard, and I really love how you did it. It, it went smoothly. You can comment on exactly what they want you to comment on. Mm, yeah. yeah. I know it's, it's more personal, and when you leave comments, usually I leave comments for... The pot ficker. But I try to say exactly what I loved about it because I think it's very important for people to know it. I love when people do that on my fan works. I know as a pot ficker, that can be so great to hear because you, you are putting a lot into it. And, and a lot of the times I'm experimenting with one thing or another. Since I'm someone who doesn't 
who feels I'm, I'm pretty bad at leaving comments. Do you have any suggestions for like, you know, little things I could do to try and make it easier? The thing is that it depends if you're bad at it because you don't know what to say, or if you're bad at it because you forget, or you're bad at it because you're self-conscious about leaving comments or don't know how to start. How about all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, if you forget about it, then the post-it thing can help. Um, or just taking notes if you have notebooks and everything. If you are the type to write on your hand, write on your name, on your hand, like the name of the podfic or maybe like the, and the reader, if uh, especially now there's hippos and everything. And when there's especially a good time, just look at the time, mark, mark down the time, like in a series of numbers. And then at home, you can just skip to those times and say, oh yeah, I remember, that's why I like that one. Like you had a system of putting it in your playlist and everything also can help. Lately, I've been going through the, I've been searching on AO3 every podfic that has less than one comment. So I've sorted all the fandoms, like the one I've listened to most of the podfic of is Teen Wolf. When I looked, they had 80 podfic with no feedback at all, basically. So yeah. now they're at 55, and I think I've done all of those. Because <laughs> I just went through it, because I had listened to them, but never left feedback, actually. I'm still bad at it. I'm just, I just went through all of those I had already clicked, which were in gray. And then I, I, I re-listened to it, to them one time. Then I, re, like, I kept them playing in loop while I was writing the comment. And that helps. Um, if you have friends, when you see their name pop up on Twitter, then you remember. So all of those are things to remember to leave feedback. Like, feel bad about it. <laughs> but not in a crippling way, just in a, oh, I should, I should comment all the things. Do you feel about things like Twitter feedback? I used to feel really strongly about it, like so strong that I used to keep a, a spreadsheet with all the podfickers' names and their Twitter name next to them so I could leave them feedback as I listened. Yeah, that's cool. That went really well, but then I got a job that I had to lock down my Twitter, pretty much put a hold on it. Because I know, like, for me... I'm most likely to leave feedback on Twitter because I have I follow a ton of podfickers and I'll just be like, you know, I'm listening to something that you made and it's making me smile, like just little things like that that I'll send tweets. You know, as a podficker, I enjoy getting them, but I also know that like I have a folder in my email of all of my feedback that, you know, is nicely organized in one place. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that Twitter feedback doesn't get there because Twitter can be so transient, but... For all that I have it nicely organized, I don't necessarily read over my the feedback people have left me that often. So, But it can definitely be a nice, easy way to engage, too, because not only am I shit at leaving feedback, I'm bad at responding to it. I, I don't know. I think that's fine. I used to think it would be better if people responded, and I think sometimes it can help you have more comments because people see that you responded, so it, there, there seems to be more comment in the queue, and you feel less bad about leaving a second one. I don't know. If, but as a person who leaves comment, I don't, I don't mind if people don't reply to it. That's cool. I know I don't necessarily expect it the few times I do leave feedback. Yeah. And I know if you are a podficker who wants to increase the amount of feedback that they get, or, like, if you want to get detailed feedback, going and responding to, to comments can be a really good way of getting that. You know, someone's like, oh, I really like this part. And you're like, yeah, isn't it great? And then you can get a back and forth going. Uh -huh. Or, and I felt this more on live journal when I was posting my podfic there than I do necessarily on AO3. But there's a lot of people that would comment with, like, downloading or, 
oh, I'm really excited to listen to this. And if you give it a little bit of time and then respond being, I hope you liked it, people will then sometimes come back and respond with the feedback that they have after listening to it. Yeah, that is how podfakers can help other people remember to leave them feedback. It's to respond like one week later, which, is, which feels weird and counterproductive. But one day later, one week later, then answer them and it's going to be like poke them and say, oh, yeah, sure. I, I wanted to yeah. leave feedback because now I've listened to it. Also, I think just engaging with people who leave comments are going to build a fan base. Yeah, it's a sort of fan base. I mean, friends, maybe circle. Like you build trust and friendship with them so they know and then you can have discussions. And it's also where you can ask them questions back and say, oh, I'm done longing. Oh, I hope you liked it. I had like difficulty with the accents. And then they can answer you. Oh, yeah, the accent. You know, we can do a bit of reader's talk in there, right there. The lack of feedback is something that a lot of pod figures talk about. And it's something that they feel a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame us for that. But uh, yeah, just getting feedback in general is just so important to the fanish culture of just for inspiration half the time. Yep. I know when I get a good piece of feedback, it makes me want to sit down and make something new. Nice. Good. I hope people feel that way. That, that's why we leave feedback, basically, isn't it? Like to encourage people, to let them know they've done it, that it's worth it, and that they should do it again. Exactly. On that note, I know we were talking about more like detailed uh, feedback or, or like written comments, but like I love kudos so much, especially since I am really bad at responding to comments. When I get a kudo, it's like, yay, you liked it, and I don't have to respond because <laughs> you can't respond to them. Yeah, I feel for I feel that. Yeah, I, I but I love kudos too because it's really easy and I can leave them for any type of reason. I don't have to explain why I'm happy. Basically, kudos for me is like, I'm happy this is there, which yeah. can mean any type of things. And yeah, it just, it's really good instantaneous feedback in this, really in the sense of feedback, like I'm leaving you something here and it's positive. Yeah. As someone who has never commented much ever, sometimes the kudos feature has gotten me to leave comments because, you know, if I like something enough and I try and kudos it twice and they're like, nope, yeah. You've already left kudos here. I'm like, well, I really want them to know that I still like it. And that's when I pull out a comment. The next one must We talked about being intimidated about leaving feedback. Well, I think that happens also because so like several works have no comments and you don't really want to be the first one. But in the same way, I try to see it as I really feel encouraged to leave comment and there's none, especially if the work is older than a few weeks, because they need at least one they're not getting what they deserve. You want to acknowledge the work that they've done. Yeah, yeah, I do. I want somebody to acknowledge it because I'm sure that sometimes they probably have at least 50 downloads, but it doesn't show and most people don't see their stats or look at them. I know like with Podfic, some of the stats that AO3 have are just so meaningless. Yeah. Talking to pod figures, if you would like to increase the amount of comments that you get, posting something as a work in progress will bump those numbers. For sure. If you have several parts, post them one after the other, even if the editing is done, you will have a lot of hits, a lot of comments, a lot of kudos. That's just a fact. Like, it's a fandom fact. <laughs> and if you're editing as, as you post, it can be really encouraging. To get past the shyness... I like to leave long feedback, but you really don't have to. Like you said, I really like this. I can't wait for the next one. 
even if it's posted in one part, but like the podfic itself has several chapters or is in, is long enough that you have to listen to it in several sittings, don't be afraid to leave a comment and say, hey, I listened to the first half of this on the, my, on the bus and I can't wait to get to the other half of it, like tonight when I'm going home. Or, uh, which I do often, is like, hey, I fell asleep on this. It was so good. I can't wait to fell asleep on it tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever you use the potfic for, don't be afraid to let the potficker know. Because I think it's one of the magic of it. People know that it's going to be very versatile. They're going to interpret it differently. It is an art form. So people are going to have different emotions coming out of your potfic. And tell people about it. Like, what you feel about it. So if this potfic, like, helped me get into the move and groove and just have a walk well that's what i'm going to comment on if they put me to sleep i'm going to say that if they made me happier to go to work then you can say that too don't be afraid let the let the potficker know like thank you for this you've made like helped me do my piles and piles of dishes and you're the only thing that made it bearable i have a fondness for explicit potfix I know that some new potfickers and people are saying like, oh, well, I'll be so shy if somebody told me like that the potfick was hot. I'm like, what are you doing this for? I'm going to tell you that your potfick is hot. But I will let you know that your potfick did not put me to sleep. But coming out and saying that it's hot, you know, I've done some like pretty kinky potfick. Yeah, it's supposed to be hot. Yeah, it is. The kinks are there to... To do something. Yeah, so let me know that it worked. That's great. Um, I would say last, if you don't know what to comment on, uh, I'm going to here to admit that my actual point of the, my perfect tip post on vocabulary was truly to give a list of what you can comment on. It wasn't about vocabulary at all. But I didn't feel comfortable making a post saying, guys, can you please, I keep hearing perfectors say, I don't know what to comment on. And I keep wanting just to copy past the same list of you can comment on accent, you can comment on body, you can comment on teach, on like on art, you can comment on this. I just want to give them the list all the time. It was annoying. So I figured I would do a very roundabout way of doing it. Actually post something that I, I'm doing it anyway. I do have a vocabulary list that I go through that helps me find the right world. So I do have that anyway. So I, I figured it would be a very nice, subtle way of doing it. The point I was going to make was that if you don't know what to say, you can comment on the overall fluidity of listening experience or the reading voice. You can comment on dialogues and favorite lines, sound effect, accent and embodiment, editing, cover art, context you're in, context the podfake is made in. You can comment on who recommended it, where you're from, how you found it, if you like the ship, if you like how they made the voice of your ship. Is it fanon? Is it canon? All of those things, I think, they're all valid. The, more, the main problem I think people have is that they're so used to thinking about leaving comments for fic, because that most people grew up in in a fanish way. And so they don't know how to translate that into leaving comments on a podfic. Worst comes to worst, leaving the feedback that you would on a fic, you know, honestly, or a lot of stories I've only consumed through the podfic. Yeah. So I like naturally go to leave the feedback to the podficker. Mm -hmm. Part of podficking is story choice and like that rec mechanism and whatever. I don't think it's wrong to comment on someone's ability to choose a really good story to read. A lot of podfickers wish for something that was a little more personal to them where it's about their 
rucking or like their ability to choose a good story, they'd like to hear more about their acting abilities and all those various things that get rolled up into a podfic. I've never heard anyone complain about getting that kind of feedback, just sometimes wishing that they could get the other kind as well. Yeah, I think my problem with this is that people who say that is they use it as an excuse not to leave feedback sometimes instead of using it as a as an excuse for them to educate themselves on how to do it. For sure. Like, you're not going to get better at it unless you practice. Yeah. Like, if you say, oh, well, I don't know how to leave comment on a foot fic instead of leaving comment on a fic, then say, okay, then what's the difference between the two? Like, well, foot fic is about the voice. So say, okay, well, then comment on the voice. If you follow the list I gave, any part of that, you cannot mix with the fic. You cannot actually comment on the accent and embodiment and actually talk about the fic. You cannot comment on sound effect and accidentally talk about the fic. Isn't that the thing of it? That's the gist of it. I mean, I have a pet peeve with this because I come from uh, fan art type of fandoms more. And um, I do a lot of collabs. And I do have this problem often. You don't have no comments. Or if I have a comment, it's about the fic. And then I, when, I, when people say, oh, well, I love the art, but I never know what to comment. I'm like, okay, well, why? Like, what would you like to comment on the art? And like, the colors and the type. And, and then they leave you a comment. When they said, I don't know how to, how to this stop there. I wish everybody would do post on perfect tips about like how they leave comments or just how they, what they do or maybe examples of comments they leave. Yeah, the thing is that if there's not a lot of comments on perfect, which there aren't, then there's less ways for people who are not sure to look at what people, what other people left. Yeah, there's a lot of people that read over comments that other people left and chime in with how they feel. It's a spinning wheel that if there's no, no comments, then people are a bit shyer about leaving comments because they don't know, if, especially if they're new or uncomfortable, they don't know what to talk about. So there's need to be at least a few people who do leave short, sweet, whatever comments. If you just want to say, oh, that line was the liars, then say that, that's perfect. Some people have gotten intimidated because a lot of podfickers are frustrated with the feedback that they get. Saying feedback is incorrect. It's generally comments that they get. And people mistake comments for feedback. Podfickers can get what seems to an outsider unjustly upset when you get a comment being like, oh, cool, you made a podfic. Um, Where's the fic link? And like I said, if you'd rather read it, all the power to you. But when you've got only one comment on your podfic and that one comment is someone asking for the fic link, it gets easy to get kind of glum about it. But like, there's a difference between comments and feedback. (laughs) People start leaving more actual feedback. Those kinds of comments are going to be less annoying to podfickers to receive. Yeah, and I think link to that, there's, since people want to leave feedback more than comments, there's a bit of an over-glorification of what feedback is. Feedback just means that you give them your feels. But the difference with feedback and comment maybe is how specific and how towards the work it is. Like if you say, where's the fic, you haven't talked about the podfic at all because you haven't even listened to it. But if you leave, OMG, I'm so glad you recorded this. It was awesome this morning. You've let feedback. You've given them their feels. You've given them how your position, what you are doing. You liked it. And, you know, you give them everything. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Even the feedback that you get, which is not as direct, one of the issues for getting feedback that Podfic has is a lot of people listen on devices. 
So they go and download it, and then they wander away and listen to it later in a place where they might not be in a good place to leave comments. But leaving a comment being like, oh, I'm really excited to listen to this, even though if you haven't listened to it yet, you don't actually know how much you're going to like it. Just getting that kind of comment can still make me happy of like, well, I'm doing something right that you either like my pod fix enough that you wanted to download this one or, you know, I something about it intrigued you and it leaves me that opening to leave a follow up comment of like, hey, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Even if you never come back to it, it can be really exciting. If you say, oh, my God, I love your voice. I can't wait to listen to one more work by you. Would be yeah. extremely personal and very encouraging, even if you never come back and leave something else, right? Like, it's it's complete. Especially if you say something like that of, like, oh, I'm excited to listen to something by you. Even if it's not a comment directly on what they're listening to now, it's still a piece of feedback to the other works that you've done and makes you feel really good. <laughs> Um, I need to make a last point. I could say where to leave feedback. You've mentioned Twitter, which is a very good thing. Especially if you want something casual. Like, you can't leave overly detailed p feedback unless you're willing to leave, like, five or ten or however many tweets. So if you just want to say, I like something, it's really a casual, low-pressure way of doing it if you leave it on Twitter. It's also a very good way to live comment if you're ready for that, if you have the connection for that. Um, it's a good way to interact with a person. If you have a question about it, if you have specific sentences too, you can point them out directly there. And it's really fun. Also, it's going to be cut by the Podfic Twitter, which is going to spread the love. Always good. Yeah. And it's going to act as a rec. I think if you comment on Twitter, sometimes plug in the title, it's going to work as a rec for other people too, which is cool. Uh, right now, I'm just focusing on AO3 because it's easier. You can leave feedback also directly on the pages. Most people have sometimes have several pages. You can choose your platform. Several platforms have different fields. Go with one, the one you think fits best, whichever the field you want to have to. If you're on Tumblr, you can reblog. You can sometimes the person has a question mark in their post. You can leave an actual comment in a tiny yeah. like dialogue box. And that's also very cool. That's short and sweet. If you have a generic comment, Twitter has a good place. You can just tweet it to the person. You don't have to specify which podfake you're listening to right now. And Tumblr is also good for that. You can send an ask. That's a very good way to have anon or quick, sweet messages, general comments. Um, I think they, they also fit on fanworks, but if you're not sure which, because you have like five of them and you wanted to comment on all of them, but you don't know which, just leave a general one. It, like People are really happy about it. They can hear blood. They can thank you. It's, it's nice. You can do that on places like AO3 as well. Like if you went and like splurged and listened to like three podfix by one podficker, you know, maybe leave kudos on all of them so that they know which ones you listen to, but it's also perfectly fine to go into that like last one that you listened to and was like, "Oh, I've just been rolling around in your voice all day and it's amazing." Yeah. And you don't have to leave it like even though it applies to all three of them, you don't have to leave a comment on all three. You can roll it up into a single one, even though it is on like a specific work. Well, I think it's going to happen sometimes that people just go through and download all of them or just at one point download one and say, damn, this is the 10th one I download from this person. I need to leave a comment. Don't feel too bad about not leaving another one. Just go with wherever you're at and it'd be awesome. And like all of it is going to be appreciated. That's the thing. Whatever you do, wherever you do it, is going to be appreciated, and you have to believe that. Even if you don't have a reply right now, know that it is appreciated. If it's not by the person itself, it's going to be by someone else. It's going to be by person seeing it as a wreck. It's going to be by people just seeing the number of comments get up. It's awesome. 
And commenting is very cathartic. It's a very good way of giving back to the fandom. I know it's getting better and better for Podfic, where there's more and more out there. But like, if you if you really like a Podficker and you want to hear more from them, or if you're in a small fandom that doesn't have a lot of Podfic, leaving comments for people who are making it or leaving it specifically on the, the Podfics in the fandoms that you want, like, no guarantee, but that can help motivate them to create more. For sure. For sure it's going to. Like, if nothing else, it adds a number to it, and then people just looking through the list on, like, when they sort through things, they're going to see it's more popular, and then other people will make more of it. Even though there's more podfix than ever right now, there's still so many people that have never heard of it. And all it takes is, like increasing the visibility of it that little bit which is one of the things that's really great about tumblr is that if you really like something just grab a link to the post to it make a new tumblr post about it and it doesn't have to be directly to the the pod figure. just say i really like this and wreck it to your friends and that will probably help create feedback to the pod figure in the end if they don't see it on tumblr um just by getting new people to listen to it and they might leave comments well, and thank you for coming to talk to me about this. Oh, well, thank Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for asking me. <laughs> Commenting is awesome. It is. So Grady Jensa has some really interesting things to say about how you can break down um, the different things that people, or that her, that she, looks for in feedback. Okay, so this is Dodificus, and I'm here with Greedy Dancer, who wrote some meta about feedback. Can you remember what made you, at the time, write this? I think maybe it ha- it was born out of like some personal frustration that I was having, <laughs> you know, as we all yeah. have from time to time. <laughs> what I remember is that I think I was having a conversation with someone about, you know, I was annoyed at something or other that was happening. Um, and when I was writing the feedback, I actually posted it in a word document it's like five pages long and I didn't remember that it was this long or this detailed yeah it just like kind of came out in a much more structured and like a deeper kind of way than I I mean didn't expect almost <laughs> but you, you know you had a lot of thoughts <laughs> yes I did I did look because it was 2012 I can't remember if it was before or after but I think I have read other people kind of referring to the the body versus the performance which mm. is something that you mentioned in here yes do you want to kind of do a tiny recap of of what the matter was we'll link to it of course yes I think it was I'm pretty sure it was Penny or it might have been Ginger or it might have been both of them actually yeah. who were saying that negative perfect feedback felt much more personal and could be in a way more hurtful. The The point was that uh, potfickers use their bodies in a way in a much more visible way than writers do. Yeah. And therefore, when you comment on someone's voice, you're really making a comment about their, their body and yeah. something that they can't easily change the way that, you know, a spell checker is going to change your, <laughs> your writing or, you know, you change your font and then that's it. You've changed the shape of your writing, but your, your voice is much more uh, personal and and therefore you know getting feedback whether it's negative or positive can have very different effect well I mean if somebody leaves feedback saying you know oh I just I couldn't stand your voice it's not helpful yeah you can't change what your voice no like. exactly yeah I think I think with podfic feedback a lot of the time people who leave feedback are are more likely to know how to leave feedback for fic 
and they don't realize that it doesn't work the same way and you can't use the exact same uh, compliments or criticism because you're not yeah so basically you were saying that there's three different kind of ways to come at it I guess there's story love body love and performance love yeah Um, which which do you prefer getting for me really it's about performance yeah I think that's what I realized in the meta is that the thing that counts the most for me and that I really want to see recognized is like the hard work that I put into something. Um, And for me, that's like editing or, you know, sound quality or things like that. And and these are not things that get a lot of attention because they're mostly invisible things. Like, I think that's what I said in the meta is like editing is an invisible skill. Yes. Because if you do it well, no one no one will notice. And that's the point. (laughs) Because I've had such ongoing um, sound quality issues with my own work, if someone has flawless sound quality and their voice is so sharp and pure, I always mention that because it really is magical to me that they can do that. But I, I know in the in the meta you kind of, you say it doesn't really mean anything to you when people comment or it actually can have a negative effect on you when people comment on your, your accent yeah. in particular. That doesn't bother me so much, I think, and my voice as well if somebody says they like my voice. Pretty much somebody could leave a comment saying, yo, I'm downloading. And I would be like, yes, a comment. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's like the first sort of caveat that you have to say is any feedback <laughs> is so rare that it yes. is cherished. You know, we, we might com- complain and like bitch about like getting demanding feedback or whatever. But really, we're happy someone is listening. At the end of the day, if there's one comment, we're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think about the accent, I was thinking about it. And I think it might have to do with being native or not being native. Or at least that's the way that I I understand my reaction to it is that I'm not a native speaker. And so my accent is something that I, uh, I've i been working to try and kind of eliminate. Also because of, um, you know, I studied English. So can my, my teachers... Can you accent though? Well, I don't think you can totally eliminate it. And I mean, then you get into a whole other discussion of, what accent are you acquiring? You know what I mean? Exactly. Because everything's everything's some kind of accent. Yeah, 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 Yeah. of course. Because my teachers gave me so much shit over the years for how (laughs) French I sounded. To me, when someone says, oh my God, you sound really French. Or, you know, like, even to me, that's that's not a good thing. Yeah, look, English is a second language. Lots of my favourite podfickers are not English as a first language. And I have so much respect for people that can... I mean, I can't speak any other languages, let alone (laughs) speak them in a way that people can understand. I mean, the little bits of French or I think Chinese that I've had to speak in politics in the past have just done my head in. It's been tragic. (laughs) I just, yeah, that's already baseline level of respect that you can record anything, let alone what your accent sounds like, that you can record something in another language. But I think, you know, I think the people who do comment on it are doing it out of very, I mean, they have very good intentions, you know. It's like, oh someone is not native and I, I really love their accent, yes. just like someone who is going to say, you know, I, I love listening to British potfix or Australian potfix or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's just like, for me personally, I know that this is a kind of a touchy subject. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that accents are such a big deal for potfickers. Yeah. Well, definitely. you know, it's like such a big question. Yeah. That maybe like using a, just a little bit of caution when you're trying to talk about that is is probably welcome. I guess especially if you haven't interacted with the person before and yeah. they, they don't yeah. have that connection with you. 
I think your meta kind of does give a good jumping off point to leave feedback. I mean, if you just leave a little bit of something about each thing, about why you love the story, about why you loved the the reader, about why you love the performance, like that's a couple of paragraphs there. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. yeah. And I mean, just like one small sentence, you know, saying, I love this story and uh, you did it very well and, you know, I enjoyed this or whatever. That's yeah. already enough. <laughs> I mean, do you think that there's such a low feedback rate because people don't know what to say or is it just, I don't know what it is? As a community, we've discussed this many times and I'm guessing the, the podcast will list long list of reasons <laughs> why, uh, you know, a, apart from all of the technical stuff and the time delay and all of these yeah. things. But yeah, I think it, it might be a possibility that people just are not used to doing this and they don't know what to say and they're afraid that they're going to say the wrong, the wrong thing. Yeah pickers have to accept that you know people are trying and if you yeah. get feedback that it comes from a place of love yes i've been known to complain about people who say oh my god please record this like 300k <laughs> death pic yeah. in a in a pairing that you don't like um <laughs> but even those are like well i guess they like my voice like they they like that i'm here and they want and me, to, they want me to do this for them 100 work hours even, recording you know, this <laughs> I don't you know that very often, so thank God. <laughs> and I think that's also also one of the things that makes us pot figures quite uh, maybe touchy or or more aware of what kind of feedback we're getting because we get so little. Exactly. If you get one comment and it, it's a sort of semi-negative or backhanded compliment yeah, or you know one of those. Impact. Yeah. So you're like, well, that's the only one I'm getting probably, <laughs> and that's what I got. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it is a bit sad when the one comment you get is like, where's the link to the text? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just that, you know, it's that in the moment between the notification of, a, of feedback and the moment you read it, you have all of these expectations in your head of like, oh my God, this is going to be like five paragraphs about, <laughs> you know, my sound quality and how perfect my splices are. Oh my God. And of course, I, it's I like someone saying. expectations. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, a girl can dream. The first thing, you know, that I wrote is something that you said right away, which is you just need to be aware of what can be and or can't be changed when you're leaving feedback on Podfig. It's like, can this person change their voice? Probably not. Yeah. So maybe, you know, if you didn't like it. Maybe don't um, mention that. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe don't say anything. If you didn't like the Podfig, I don't know why you're leaving feedback in the first place. Like, what? what is the point of that? <laughs> I mean, this is a positive thing, not a negative thing, but like people who are like, oh my God, I've listened to this so many times. I just, I, I really love hearing things like that. Or I listen to all of your other stuff. Yes. And you're like, oh my God, really? I never <laughs> knew. Like, I never knew. I know. I love it when people say they've, they kind of re-listen to my old stuff because like yeah. in my head I'm thinking, but that was so bad, the sound quality. Mm. Kudos to oh you my for God. like subjecting yourself to that over and over again right and and then I just like I want to go back to all of the people who left feedback on my old stuff and like <laughs> link them so to the sorry. new stuff and go I changed my microphone come listen to this I swear it's better now I do I want to send letters of apology to everyone as well <laughs> but you know if you know you can get attached to potfic on for so many different reasons yeah. that have nothing to do with like having perfect yeah. sound quality so from the other direction, how are you leaving feedback? What I used to do is I have in my pin board, I would pin board the page where I downloaded the podfic yes. with a little tag that said to feedback. Yeah. 
once in a month or something, I would go to my to feedback <laughs> tab and then leave feedback on everything I'd listened to, uh, which worked really well for me, actually. Um, well, that's, but pretty these much, days, that's pretty much exactly what I do. I just bookmark whatever I download and then yeah. go back and do it. And so once in a while I go back those. and I go, oh, I've, I've listened to this a lot. And, you know, it's still a favorite or something like it never leaves my iPod yeah. or something. I do that. And I hope that sometimes. that's good. So I'll go back and say, look, I think I've already left feedback, but, you know, I've read this again and it's still awesome. And Yeah, but I'm, I try, I really try to leave feedback and I try to go when there's events or fests about like yeah. feedback day or something yeah. like that. I try to like, which are my favorite things that I've listened to lately and go and leave yeah. feedback no matter what or yeah. things like that. So I will just... say, however, that like Twitter is really good for feedback. Yeah. As a feedback lever, yes. it's really good. Yes. But as a feedback receiver, <laughs> I wish that it were more per- permanent. Yes, I agree 100% with both sides of that. It's so yeah. easy for me to like live yeah. to one of my friends, Podfic. If you're on both sides, you must be able to see that it works both ways, yeah, right? Course, so if you're happy yeah. that you are able to leave easy feedback on Twitter, you can't <laughs> complain when you get easy no, feedback no. on Twitter. <laughs> And I think it's an important point that feedback is more than just the traditional leaving a comment on the post of the podfic. It's wrecking it. It's reblogging the Tumblr post. It's tweeting, you know, someone, oh, my God, I'm listening to your podfic. It's awesome. It's sending an email. It's, you know, it's all these different things that is more than just that concrete comment. Yeah, I think I get a lot of feedback that isn't just, here's a comment. I get a lot of people that follow me on Twitter. I get a lot of just like general good feelings from people. Whenever there's a love meme that goes around, like they're not necessarily talking about a specific podfic um, or sometimes my podfic at all. Because I do a lot of other things in podfic fandom that people really appreciate. Really? You know, there's a lot of ways that people get feedback. And I think, I mean, you hear a lot of podfickers, and we both covered it in our interviews. A lot of podfickers are sad about the little feedback that we get, that it's not as detailed or as in-depth as we sometimes want. I think there's also a lot of creative feedback that isn't always acknowledged. Like, <laughs> I've gotten audio feedback from people. Yes, I've got a, I've gotten video as well, which... I'm going to link to because I think everyone should see it because it's hilarious. Because I'm pretty sure I'm the only pop figure that has ever gotten video hand finger puppet feedback. (laughs) Possibly I'll include a clip of it here. Creepy hand puppet video feedback for Dodificus for the story master and servant. You had a nice pace, your voice was crisp and clear, and I enjoyed your delivery. It was very enjoyable. I like the way you say raspberries. Do you think this is creepy? Do you think it's creepy now? How about now? It's awesome. We'll link to the video because you guys should watch it. Yeah. But like, I actually started a, a really great friendship with Miss Marina 95 when mm-hmm. she went and like sent me a video feedback of her just like squeeing about one of my podfics. <laughs> and 
I like responded back and now we like regularly Skype. And that is one of the challenges for the Podfic feedback challenge to send a non-traditional piece of feedback like, you know, video or audio or, you know. On the other side of that too, I wonder how much Podfickers give credit to kudos. So underappreciated. I mean, I have um I have over 100 works on AO3 mm-hmm. and I'm currently producing in some popular fandoms but i get a kudos email almost every day yeah i mean that's i look forward to that it comes at around the same time it's that little burst of reinforcement at around like nine o'clock every night before i go to bed it really makes my day you know what i mean and i just kind of think of like the days before i was posting on ao3 Mm. where i would get like you know maybe three or four comments the first week or so whenever i posted Mm. something (laughs) but not very much after that whereas like now podfix that i recorded so long ago are still getting kudos exactly and that's like quite the little boost to get i like kudos and it makes me mad when i see authors or anyone saying oh don't kudos, that's so lazy, you know, i spent all this time writing this thing, blah, blah, blah. I mean, as I said in the interview, even if somebody just leaves one word comment saying downloading, you know, that's, I'm like, yes. That's one of the things that can be nice about feedback today too, especially like if you don't post your podfix on AO3, I understand why AO3 is not amazing for podfic. But I kind of think, especially if you are someone who's driven by, by feedback, Mm-hmm. that really do yourself a favor and post there anyway, because yeah. you do get a lot more acknowledgement for it. Kudos is a really nice pick-me-up, and it's a lot more reliable than the live journal days when you would get the downloading, which I always appreciated, but, you know, a kudos at least implies I liked it <laughs> on top of just giving it a shot. <laughs> but another thing about posting to AO3 is that it does make us more visible and I don't mean us as in you know do duplicates I mean us as in pod figures it's helping us to become more mainstream you know if you're scrolling down the page and there's 20 fix and one pod fig that's making people aware that they exist that they're a thing that people do yeah as a philosophical thing I think it's important that we do post to mainstream places not just pod fig places to say the next point was concrete when I first started um and as, as I've been re-listening to my works, this is true. This is not just me being, you know, humble or whatever. I was shit. <laughs> my sound quality was shit. I didn't know how to do things in the computer to make that better. I actively sought out concrete. I wanted people to tell me how to fix it. And they did, which was great. And so from that, I kind of thought, well, I will be helpful and tell people when I leave comments what <laughs> didn't work for me. <laughs> So I'll be like, I really love this pod pick. I wish you had left bigger gaps between the point of view changes because I get a little bit confused when that happens. And, you know, I happily, merrily went on doing this because it was what I liked. And now I realise I've probably alienated, you know, <laughs> a great many of the early pod pickers from my helpful comments. <laughs> The thing is about fandom in general, not just Podfic, but any fan merge creator, is why you're creating it is such an important motivator in whether or not you're going to appreciate Concrete. Yeah. If you're just like, I am having fun 
A lot of people want to make something good. They're like, I'm just doing it for fun. Yeah. And I do not want to stress about it. So I'm just going to make what I make and move on. Yeah. And that's totally legit. And then there's other people that they're like, I want to constantly improve what I'm doing. And, you know, a lot of feelings in between. Hearing concrete can be really hard. It has made me cry in the past. Oh my god, really? Not for podfic. It's one of those things that it depends on what the creator wants. So giving it willy-nilly can be a little... My experience, too, is that sometimes even when people ask for it, once they get it, they're like, yeah, actually, I don't want this. (laughs) The very first podfic challenge that I ran was the critical feedback exchange. Yes. And there was a lot of people that signed up for it and were really excited about it. And then it happened and they're like, that was great. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> kind of one of the things that was mentioned in your interview with Greedy Dancer is there are certain things that you can't really change. So mm. what's the point of commenting on it? Yes. Um, and saying like, oh, your voice gets really gravelly a lot. It's like, well, that's my voice. That's what it does. There's no point to leaving that comment. Yeah. And on the on the kind of flip side of that, with all the discussions of podfickers about what they're looking for in feedback and what they've been disappointed from in feedback, it can make commenters less likely to comment because they feel like they can't do anything right because they're not. Yeah. I mean, that's really sad to me. That, But there are some straight-up wrong ways to leave a comment, like – there are trolls. Anyone that's I, I, look, and I honestly don't know if they're trolls, but people that leave comments on a, a forty-word post saying, "Yeah, where's the link to the written one? I really don't like Podfic," which is fine. You don't have to like Podfic, but the link is there in that tiny post, or you could just search AO3 for the title. It's not rocket science. Yeah, I also want to put a little caveat to that because I did recently on the last one I've posted have someone ask for a link to the sequel, which I hadn't included and which wasn't by the same author. It was a respectful, legitimate request for a link. So, like, you could probably do some kind of statistical analysis and work out what fandom and what pairing and when you should post to maximise your your kudos and comments. Because some fandoms are just better at commenting. I mean, anyone who's who's got a few fandoms under their belt and looks at their AO3 page, the stats page, will see that if they're after comments, then you'd better post in this fandom and not this other fandom. I, I don't understand why you know, a similar size fandom will totally embrace Podfic and then the other fandom will just blank you. But anyway, we're going to link to audio snippers who have some stats on feedback distribution, so check that out. And then record the most popular fandom ever. So on to Rex. I've only got one this month. Uh, I was actually lucky enough to meet up with a Podfic a, a couple of weeks ago. I live in this beautiful mountain town, so she came up to hike. I don't believe I've listened to anything of hers before, but I was like, I like your voice. Do you have anything you can self-wreck me that I'll listen to? She's in Teen Wolf, and she recorded something explicit, so I was like, mm, this is my jam. It's Professional Misconduct by Habanero. Oh, and the pod picker is Cricket K, <laughs> so an Aussie pod picker. The summary is, Styles gets a massage, and then his mouth gets him into the best kind of trouble. So, I mean... Obviously, it's porno massage fic. (laughs) 
But yeah, and it's a repot of one of Rhea 314s. Um, with this one, basically, I was totally submerged in this story. When it finished, I kind of blinked awake and, you know, emerged back into the daylight. I mean, it was a totally immersive experience. She's got this kind of, you can connect with it, the, the way that she speaks. It's, I mean, she's a totally different style to Anatsuno, but this is how I used to think of Anatsuno's, I and mean, still do, her work. She has this very conversational style that you can really connect with and, and interact with. So, yeah, highly recommend it. That sounds cool. <laughs> so I am going to wreck the entire series by Hanano Bira, written by Sci-Fi Girl 37, called In Which Tony Stark Builds Himself Some Friends, But His Family Was Assigned by Nick Fury. <laughs> she recently posted the last fic in the series, Hollow Your Bones Like a Bird's. That one part of it is 11 hours long. Wow. She has been working on this for two years. Oh, my God. And she deserves all of the listens, because that is I know, hell I know. You'd be so mad if you didn't get any listens. <laughs> <laughs> and the series is mostly Steve Tony with Clint Coulson as a secondary pairing in many of them, and or they are the primary pairing. Um, so those, the two main dude-slash-pairings. But they're really great. Like, the stories are hilarious. <laughs> There's, like, like one of them, Tony Stark, gets kidnapped, and he teaches aliens how to dance like Beyonce. It's, <laughs> it's just, like, I'm it's hilarious. Like, the single ladies. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. <laughs> and this is part of the greater verse called the Toasterverse, because he invents, like, a sentient toaster. Yeah at one point and there's actually quite a few of the uh shorter one shots within that verse that have been uh podficked by multiple people myself included but in general like they're all awesome and i highly recommend them but hananabira does such a great job reading them and um she's really great so, and I have one other podfic that I'm going to recommend because I just listened to it two days in a row because <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. It's called All the Leaves Are Brown and the Sky is Gray, and it is read by Cece Rambles and written by Avocado Love. And the premise of the story is when the Winter Soldier assassinated the Starks and caused the car accident where Howard and Maria Stark uh-huh. died... Tony was four years old and in the car with them, and he survived. And when the Winter Soldier went to finish his assassination job, some of his programming broke, and he, he ended up, up raising Tony. He ends up raising Tony. <laughs> so you've got Winter Soldier slash Bucky raising Tony Stark, and it is adorable and sad and. <laughs> but yes, this one's really great and. CC does a, a really great job reading it. She's always solid. And it's just, it's really fun. So I highly recommend that one as well. How long is it? It's just under two hours, okay. which is a long one for her. She tends to do shorter ones. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's one of the things that we didn't mention. Earlier on, Susan Voigt not only submitted a talkback, she then posted a transcript of it on Podfic Tips and started a conversation about people's editing styles. Yeah. So that might be a cool thing for people to check out. Yeah, we'll link to that. we link to all the things. One of the things 
that I really loved about last episode was hearing people talk about their editing process. So I think people should continue talking about that, even though it's clearly not going to make it as a talk back anymore. <laughs> um, but it was really, really enlightening. And like, I really enjoyed like at one point, like when I was listening to Black Glasses entire one, I ended up tweeting with her like some advice to make her editing style a little bit easier because she was, she didn't realize that Audacity could accept WMAs if you get yeah. a plug-in for it. Yeah. So, like, I just think it's cool if we talk about it, then we can learn a lot from each other. No, I, I agree. Yeah. So keep talking about it. Or send us a talk back for the feedback episode. <laughs> yeah. It would be great to get uh, some more talkbacks about this episode. Talk about the feedback that you've gotten, the feedback that you've given, what your favorite ones were, stuff like that. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. And tune in next month when we talk about sexy podfix. It's going to be great. I'm excited about that. Yeah, definitely. We'll see you there. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.